0: Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to the Ops Authority Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Gingrich, and I am thrilled today to bring you one of my greatest business confidants, great friend, a person who's a has a great role inside of our community, Miss Amy Lochran. Today, we're going to be addressing what a DOO actually does inside of a business. And while I could totally answer this question, I thought it would be best to hear from somebody who has come through the program, who has been and is a director of operations inside of some really big brands. And allow you to hear it from her. Of course, I can't hold myself back and I'll probably be chiming in a little bit too much. But I would like to first introduce you to Miss Amy Lochran. She is an operations strategist and a coach who partners with female entrepreneurs who want more. More freedom, more success, and honestly, a lot more fun in their business. And she's so good about bringing that She works with amazing women who are ready to ditch the overwhelm that comes with being in charge of all the things and fully step into their role as the CEO, not the super stressed, overworked kind, but the one who has control over her business, her time, and unlimited financial potential. She shares actionable tactics weekly on her podcast for service providers, Frazzled to Focus. Also, you can find her daily on Instagram as she navigates supporting her clients and raising two spunky kids. You can also check out her website, amylockrin.com. Amy, thank you so much for being here, friend. I am so excited to be here.
1: Thank you for the warm welcome.
0: Yes. So a little bit deeper background on Amy. She actually came through our beta round, our very, very first round. And I always think of Amy and I think of our our dating story and the first time we met story. So let's... Oh my gosh. (laughs) Let's give them a a
1: little history on the Natalie and Amy combo. So yes, I was in the OG round and Nat still cannot get rid of me, which shows just the type of person she is and how much I love this community and what she is creating. But our original, like where we come from is actually from attending a live event where I knew zero people. I had followed Natalie online as most of us do in the internet stalking way. When you see somebody where you're like, wow they're doing like what I want to be doing. And I know that I'm here, but I, I see her and there's don't want to be her, but I know that there's so much mentorship and guidance that can come from following and associating yourself with people that you respect and are building something that you are in line with. So I put all of my introvert ways aside and just went up to talk to Natalie, which was terrifying for me at that time to introduce myself and ask for guidance. But it
0: was so much fun. I remember we sat <laughs> on that bench and we chatted and I may have had one too many glasses of wine that night, but we definitely like besties on the spot. And I knew that we were going to have a really long friendship and I knew it was going to be very organic and it totally was. I love that you point out that you were inspired by what I was doing, but you also knew that you were going to do it a little bit differently. And I think that that is going to come up a lot in our conversation today because we're both Certified Directors of Operations, but we have done some things very similarly and we also have done things differently. And that's exactly the freedom and the autonomy that you have when you come through our program. And honestly, it's what I would want for anybody here. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to just take a quick second to welcome all of our round 12 students who have joined us. I just got through saying that Amy was in our very first round. And, ladies, we, over the last two and a half almost three years, we have brought in 12 different cohorts. I am extremely proud of every single cohort that comes through, every single person who comes through, because the transformations that are happening just seem to get bigger, better, and faster with every single round. So I am just insanely excited for this upcoming round. And if you're on the fence and you're thinking, hmm, I really want to do this, I would tell you to go ahead and join us. If you head on over to theopsauthority.com forward slash apply, we want you to get those applications in ASAP because this is the last round we are going to do in 2021. And the new price is going to be unveiled on round 13 which will be in early 2022. So we want to make sure if you're interested, if you're on the fence, just do it now. Go ahead and get in there. Let's start
1: seeing that transformation happen for you immediately. Oh my gosh, 100%. I cannot wait for these women to come through every cohort. I get so excited, but especially with towards the end of the year and knowing what the shifts that are happening, it's going to be incredible.
0: Yes. So let's talk about your role in our program as we have evolved. We said that you mm-hmm. you obviously came through with the very first round and that was the infancy of the program. That was me teaching live. That was me doing all the things. Me really leveraging kind of a group model and dabbling in, I believed I could do the certification part of it, but I just didn't really have a ton of structure. It was the first time I was doing it. And you've been here since the very beginning and you've seen all the iterations, which are many, and during the different iterations that we have gone through, we've had different kinds of support. And every time we have grown our support, I know I always come to you first. There's a couple people who have just been really instrumental to me and in my success and supporting me. And really what sets those people apart is you really got my vision. I think we have a lot of deep friendships in our community, but you always got the vision of where we were going. And frankly, you do what a lot of like COOs and DOOs do for You play that role to me in this way because you allow me to to see and encourage me to get there a little bit faster because I'm a slow start. I am such an operator. I am your quintessential COO or DOO. And that means I move a little bit slower. I need somebody else's ideas. And you can be that counterpart to me that allows me to see it. And then of course, we're both really good about breaking it down and creating the plan to make that
1: happen. So talk about your path inside of our program since day one. I mean, the transformation was incredible because when I first started as a student, when Natalie was like releasing the first round, I knew immediately. And I've told her before, because the various products that Nat has offered and getaways and everything that we've had, it doesn't matter. I'm going like when you find a person that you've become a friend with and that you mentor through, I know that no matter what Natalie delivers. And I also knew when the certification came up, I was watching what I consider to be a historical moment in the operations field, specifically in how I was serving people, which are digital female entrepreneurs. And I was like, I mean, this is a no brainer because this is going to be the standard that we want this industry to go in. And you've delivered that every single step of the way. I've seen it through my original round and I was just talking in one of your workshops that I still talk to so many of my round one peers because you create a connection when you're around different other operations-oriented people that isn't possible in the online space because the things that light us up might be something different than like what you would talk to your CEO about or friends that you have, because not everybody just kind of works in the same mindset that we do and how we get things done. And then to see the program shift, evolve be able to have the opportunity to bring on expert coaches and provide additional resources for the women in the cohorts has been just incredible. And so I started with that, started really focusing on like the business packaging and how I could help support the women come through. And it's kind of grown throughout this entire process into the lead coach for the women. And we really work through like, what are you doing? How does it work within the discipline? And then how can we actually implement it? So this is a thriving business for you.
0: Yeah, I love to leverage your expertise in the packaging of the products, offers, and services that these women are going to go through. Not only that, you also have just such a great understanding of what is truly needed in the market. I think a lot of us, as we're starting businesses, get really excited and want to jump about 10 steps ahead of ourselves, which is amazing. That means we're ambitious. That means that we have a vision and we want to go down that path. But of course, we run across people who want to just skip steps one through nine to get to 10. And the thing that I love about what I see in you and in your coaching of our community is really sometimes we do have to slow down to speed up and we have to go through these incremental steps. We're gonna talk about some of that today, but it is very, very important that we take them on a path and you've always been able to see that path alongside me. And I've always trusted that when we show up, we show up powerfully and in sync, but not identical. And I think that's another powerful thing between what we have really built together. And I know that of course, this is my certification, but you have been a strong a very strong connection and a strong partner throughout this entire journey. And I know it's going to be a really long, long partnership as well. So if you're going to make me cry. (laughs) (laughs) So just to pull it all together, as of right now, Amy is our lead coach inside of the Ops Authority Director of Operations Certification Program. So in addition to me as the head coach, she is my peer partner as the lead coach, really helping on the integration, how we take this these new ideas, the new you, the new transformed you, the one that's ready to up-level to serve your ideal client. We leverage Amy's goodness in helping to interact with our students, to get them to that next best level for themselves. And she does that through her insane skills in seeing what the market needs and also coupling it with the individualization that each person is going to need. So she's got a great role here. We we love you. We adore you. Our community is so thankful and grateful that we have your expertise here. I could deliver this, but I, oh my goodness, it wouldn't be near as good and near as applicable. <laughs> as it is with you doing that Mm -hmm. here. So let's dive into what people tuned in for today, which is what does a director of operations really do? I think that this term, hopefully it's catching on and it's getting to be a more powerful, more succinct tool and understanding inside of the small business and online slash digital space. And that's a testament to us being really consistent, showing up, doing the same thing, not turning and twisting this over time we've been on this path of, from a brand perspective, making sure the market, our fellow operators understand what a DOO does, who is right for it, who we serve, and we're going to, you know, get through those things today. But also on the other side of this, I have an obligation to the greater small business leaders to continuously educate them on what our gifts are and how we can be utilized. I really feel like, And I'm totally dedicated to changing the landscape of the type of support that businesses need to actually scale. I think when I arrived here six years ago, it was very much a marketing-focused world. And people were trying to convince me of what I know, which is you scale through marketing, which... There is a slight truth to that, but it's not conclusive. It's not the actual way that scaling is going to take place once you've got your products figured out. So we can talk about that another time. But what is a director of operations? Well, in the director of operations title, you're looking at a true leader. This is a leadership role that oversees holistic operations. So not just one discipline, but lots of different parts of the operations cycle. And we serve small and online businesses. This exact same title may be used in the corporate setting, but it typically looks at a more narrow scope. So we're dealing with smaller businesses. They're not going to be able to have as many teammates. So we're going to need to come to the table with several skill sets inside of one. Directors of operations enjoy partnering with those big thinkers, those visionaries, people who have the gift of bringing lots of ideas. They innovate very easily. And it is our joy and our pleasure to partner with those big thinkers. They don't frustrate us. They get, well, they can, they can sometimes, but Their ideas are fuel to us because as they start to dream and unlock those ideas, we as operators and directors of operations latch onto those ideas. And immediately, you know this, you've probably done this yourself, where you just start breaking down that idea into either phases or a checklist or, you know, 10 different steps. I think that is one of those true signs of an operator. But you work best when you're partnering next to a visionary who is quote-unquote responsible for bringing those ideas, but also who's able to release the how to implement that, how to bring that to life, how to create a strategy around those. They release that and turn that over to you as the director of operations. When you do that, you truly are a strategic partner. And you cannot be a director of operations if you are not playing in that strategic partner place. If you're not in a situation where you're able to be a strategic partner, you tend to minimize yourself. I know that this has happened to me when I've worked with people who were not ideal, people who weren't ready for me. And that's just not what a DOO does. So always thinking about strategic partnership. Am I at the strategic level? Do they hear me for my strategy? Do they allow me to play at the table with them? If you think about a boardroom, which is clearly not what we're doing in the sector today, but for my corporate days, when you're sitting in a boardroom, do you feel in place or out of place at the proverbial table with that leader? If you feel like you're in the right place, you're likely playing or ready to play at the next level of being a director of operations. Some of the core competencies that you're going to see in a qualified director of operations are the two most common ones are people and project management. Strategy is a big one, leadership and really effective, what I call two-way communication. Those are the skills, the soft skills that are going to set these operators apart. So if you just show up with people in project management, that doesn't mean you're going to be a great director of operations. The differentiator is people in project management, maybe some other operational task or operational disciplines, but also the ability to be a strategist, to show up as a leader and to effectively communicate. So that to me is what a director of operations is. Amy, do you have any thoughts on or
1: anything to add to that? I think I'll just co-sign with you that really adding in the strategy leadership and especially the effective of communication is really the game changer because to be that strategic partner where you could slide back if you don't have all of those pieces together in your working relationship where it is truly a partnership, you're asking someone to go hand in hand with you and you dive into their business and care about it just as much as you would carry your own at this level of support. And effective communication is one of those things that when we're looking at you know what makes me different. Well, being able to have these conversations, to not shy away from them and to be able to guide not only the CEO, but the team to like what is the next best step and to gain people's Yes. Without it feeling like you are argumentative or that you are trying to convince somebody, but to just be able to clearly like open the window and shine the light on why your thought process will guide them to what the true goal is, is where there's a game changer on what we're doing in the operations field right now. Yeah. Communications is so important. And
0: inside of our certification, we talk about the five different areas of operations being strategy, project management, human resources, data, and financials. Those five areas are the areas that we're gonna educate you on. Most people are gonna come in with an understanding or a deep understanding and some experience, potentially even leadership and probably one or two of those disciplines, but very rarely and almost never does someone come in with all five of those. So those are like the hard skills that we're going to talk about throughout the certification. But the areas that Amy just touched on, that effective communication, some of that is emotional intelligence. Some of it is just a gift you have, but we're always honing it. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you are in your journey. You see the high performing operators as the people who do, who are able to have easy and hard conversations. And always remembering that as a DOO, you're that bridge where you're managing up and you're also managing down. So, I mean, effective communication is definitely behind those two things. All right, Amy, so how would you describe the way that a director of operation works with clients?
1: Well, I will have to give the caveat that one of the best parts, in my opinion, about the certification is it's not uh, one and done. What you're doing to be certified means you have to run your business this way. When we're hitting this level of executive support and really looking at entering in businesses to be a partner, that would not be effective for each person because every business is different. All the skill sets that we have and the things that we learn really do shape how you're going to run your business and then be able to find people that are like your true ideal client. One of the most common and what we recommend for anyone when you're going through the certification and to really kind of get your feet wet is to move through a retainer partnership with a client. And so for that, what I mean is you're going to be able to get the biggest return on your time investment. And then also the certification back to be able to say, I'm looking for a long-term relationship and working with someone where you have expected income for an expected set of deliverables month after month. I believe the contracts will be three to six, nine, a year long, depending on what you're comfortable with. But you now know exactly what you're doing in the business. You can grow together and you're not spending a lot of time on marketing. And so... For this role, it can be so many different things. You could be in the business. Most commonly, we talk about a fractional level, which is what I still currently do in a business as a fractional director of operations. And it means your support, but you're not their employee. You're in there for a period of time within the contract. And there is not a dedicated, quote unquote, belong to this one business, which we find is something that a lot of women want when you're in this entrepreneurial space, because you're creating what your version of freedom and life and how you want to set things up you just want to make sure you're being paid accordingly for your skill set and what you deliver to the team then we also have where people have been able to take the certification and truly develop into a certified director of operations and move into businesses both part-time and full-time and then like a full employee role because not every single person is meant to live in the online space no matter what your Instagram and Facebook ad feed tells you and Truly, when you find a person where you are lit up about the work that we do, I mean, we've seen multiple women who have come in and said, I'm going to start this. I want to just do some fractional work. I want to be able to like build my business this way. And then a couple months later, they're matched with a client and they're like, you know what? I'm going all in. I'm so happy. I didn't realize it was possible to be this happy and be considered an employee because we've come from potentially corporate growth that just wasn't aligned with how we want our future to be. Yes, that's that's something that's very fresh. We're seeing that from a couple of our students, from
0: actually lots of rounds, but the ones that are popping mm-hmm. up in my head are like four, five, and six because building a business is a lot of work. And I am all for a champion of us defining and understanding and seeing the value in, in what our natural skill sets are. And over time, those are going to change. Life changes, you know, and and who we were a year ago is not the same person that we are today, and so our needs change, but. To recap what you said, Amy, we have through this skill set, through the certification, you're going to see how you can show up and how you can really create a business for you. It's important to us that we start and we encourage you to start in that retainer capacity because you see so much and it's important for you. much. Yes. You you start to understand And I know you and I have exchanged a bajillion stories over the the last couple of years, but you start to see, you just get to see what's happening. Like, I don't know a lot about marketing. I don't know a lot about technology, but I can tell you from being on the back end of businesses for four years when I was doing one-to-one clients Support. I think I, I mean, I, I know digital marketing pretty darn well. And that was something I didn't have any line of sight to. Now it's not my core skill set. It's it's definitely nothing I'm going to sell. But I got to the point where it was becoming something that I was able to provide additional strategy. I wasn't the core strategist behind it, but I got to the point where I understood it enough that I could create plans, etc. But Bottom line, when you get into business, you may see that your needs are going to shift over time and your capacity in which you show up can change as well. I think it's just important for us to highlight that the greatest transformation happens when you identify what your skills and your strengths are and you build a business around those. And that's where I see the greatest amount of freedom. The way that you show up, how many clients you have, what kind of model you have, Once you understand your strength, your power, your values, and you set those boundaries, you can work in any capacity. That will change over time. But like Amy just referenced, we have students who thought they would never be in another full-time employee arrangement. And they have shifted into that because they found their person. They found the person Mm -hmm. who respects them for them, who understands what their scope and role should be. So they feel comfortable there. But you can really build this business however you want. And we encourage you to start at the retainer space. When you're coming into businesses, Amy, I think there is, I I will say, a a loose methodology. And all of our directors of operations may do this a little differently. But I'm starting to see some real themes. And a lot of that comes from what we are teaching When you join, when you finally meet your person and you're excited to jump in there and to kick off the engagement or the work together,
1: what does that look like? Oh, you mean my favorite meetings ever? (laughs) Yes. So this is hands down probably one of the favorite things that anyone that goes to the cohort does and then is able to implement and shift to make their own through the certification. It's the strategic mapping model that we teach right off the bat for people to understand what it means to work with somebody in this kind of short container where you're able to kick off a relationship or have it stand alone to give someone clarity, vision, and a plan for their business moving forward. And so where you might be thinking and say like, oh, that's no big deal. Like I do an onboarding call This is completely different. This is being able to meet with a potential client or someone you've already signed on to work with and say, here is what your business stands for. Here's your vision for the future. We're going to work through and make sure we're in alignment. And then we're going to break down all the different areas of your business and find out not only what's working well, What's not working well? Does it align with your vision? What needs to happen to be able to get there? And that's what we're trained to be able to do. And so you get to leave. I personally do three calls. You get to leave this experience knowing without a doubt if it's a person that you want to work with for a very long time, what gaps they have in your business and their business, and then what the future could look like for them to be able to bring on like a certified director of operations and then offer it without any of that, like, really hope this works out. So-and-so said this person was going to be a great client, but she seemed pretty intense on the call. I think I should be scared. You find out all that information up front, and they are left with a clear plan of action on how to get to the next step of what they've considered to be their goals in their business and life.
0: Yeah. The strategic mapping model is a game changer. I think that it has the power to change our service provider industry so that you, you understand what you're getting into. A lot of us will just take work because we need money. We need, you know, we want clients. And so we'll just literally accept whoever comes to us. This gives you the power to earn income while you are giving them the gift of clarity, direction, and a plan. And at the same time, you're asking yourself, do these people need what I have? Is Amy or am I the right person to go into a retainer relationship with them? Or is this somebody that you know I need to refer out because there's maybe a values mismatch or... You know, they need an expertise in data. And while I have the competency, I'm not an expert. And if that's what their need is, maybe I'll refer them. But every powerful engagement begins with that strategic mapping model. The great thing about the strategic mapping model is it's a license that you get whenever you join us in the DOO certification program. And it's exclusive to us, but it helps you in so many ways to understand what you're going to be walking into and at the same time minimizing or at least getting a grip for what could be and could lead to scope creep over time. Very difficult to completely annihilate scope creep, but putting something so tangible like this together creates that open and two-way communication that's going to be really effective for you excelling in your role. So once you get in and let's just say you do the strategic mapping and everything feels really good, Amy, what do you do? And I know that you and I may do things a little bit differently after this, but just tell the audience what you would do once you say, yep, this person's fantastic. They're a good culture fit. I've got the space and time. I have the skills that they need that are going to be beneficial in their business. What do you do next?
1: So if I'm coming on board as a director of operations with someone that I've gone through a mapping with, I know a couple of different things. I know I delivered them an incredible service and they now are excited about their business again, right? And so much of what we see is burnout because for CEOs and visionaries who's, you know who we support, they get to a point where there's so many ideas and nothing's panning out where they burn out. And now we've created this open channel to say, wow, this seems like it's going to be possible. And there's always a but... But like, who's going to do it all? Because your CEO, your typical CEO, your visionary, they don't want to be doing all of the things that need to get done to get to the vision. And so that's where I step in and say like, okay, all right. So now we have the plan. We've both agreed upon it and said, it makes sense for me to work with you because we are both going to thrive in this environment. I jump right in. I wholeheartedly believe in giving not only like a quick, urgent win to the CEO based off a problem that I was able to uncover in our mapping, but I'm in with the team, introducing myself, explaining what my role will be, how they can support how they can get support from me and what they can expect in the upcoming months now that there is a role such as a director of operations on there. So my big goal in those first 30 days is to be able to make sure I, in some way, shape or form, win the trust of the people I'm working with. I want them to know that I am here to be an advocate for both the CEO and the business and the team as a whole, because the next thing that we're doing is we're adding on projects. We're cleaning up the ones that are maybe like projects that are happening in the business. And we're really diving into understanding to get from point A to goal Z. There's going to be a ton of steps in between. And I need the team's buy-in to be able to do that. And this type of partnership with the CEO allows me to step into that person to say, you will be taking direction from me. We'll still have a meeting with the CEO. You'll get the vision from them. But from here on out, I'm your go-to because I'm going to be the one that can provide you a solution when there's a problem. I'm going to have the answer to what's coming up in the business. And I'm going to be able to share with you the what and the why so that the team is educated throughout this entire process, which typically the CEOs just don't have as much time to do. So we do all of that as a team with me leading. And then I get to additionally, which is my favorite part, work with the CEO on what does the vision look like for the future? How are we going to take the business from where we are now to the future, what we set up in the mapping? And so that's where the strategic partner side really comes in because as Nat says, you can't be a yes, yes, yes person. You have to say yes, maybe, maybe no. You have to say so many different things and find a way to communicate which clear and effective communication is so important to explain to your client, here's what's going to happen next. And if you want to make a change, I'm here. I'm your biggest advocate, but you're going to understand exactly the reason why we're making the change, what the impact is to the business. And then once I feel you have all the facts on the here and the future, then we'll make it together. I have to be that person for you. And if we're not, then you really kind of do lose that role of being the director of operations because without that partnership, you're kind of like a, really well-paid business manager that's just taking tasks from the CEO and neither person will feel an alignment at that point. At the same time that you're building the trust of the team, we're also, some of the
0: hands-on work that we end up doing is getting into that project management tool, and this is an area that, when honestly, when I first got into this space, when I was leaving corporate, I thought project management was was all I was going to be doing inside of these businesses, and that was a natural skill set. It's a place where I could show value very quickly. But any effective project manager probably has good people management at the back of that. So. I like that you lead with the team and then that is a natural transition into all of the projects. You develop the morale and you, you touch base on the communication that you're going to have with the team. You get their trust, you get their buy-in and at the same time, and they're probably happening at the same time, there's, there's very rarely a, I'm only focused on team and then I'm going to be hundred oh, percent. Yeah. On, yeah. And then I'm going to be working on these projects we're taking that strategic map and that strategic plan that we have created together with the leader. And now after the conversations with the team and you start to see where their roles are, now we're starting to put this into a tool or maybe we're leveraging the project management tool that they have. But would you say that project management is something that just, it happens
1: throughout the entire relationship? 100% just because truly anything can be a project. You can have a very tiny project. You know, a very big, project with multiple milestones and dependencies and all of the things that get wrapped up into it. And I love that you like brought out that point because the reason I lead with team first is I know that the project boards or the Google docs or even texts that have been structuring a business this entire time, they're not the same as a project that I set up. And so I would be willing to bet significant amounts of money that in talking to the team and explain to them what they can, what will happen next, I'm going to uncover so much information that will help me before I get into like the day to day. And we're talking, this is like two days of conversations that I'm having with people while building out the structure for the business that... I now understand gaps. I now can see so many things from the team side. Does the team even really know what they're doing as their job? That's always the biggest win that I have where it's not that, you know, Sally Sue wasn't productive and she's not great at her role. It's that you think Sally Sue has X role and she actually thinks it's something completely different. And so there's usually like a communication issue. And as we have all those things, you put it into the project board to be able to kind of chip away while providing quick wins and successes to your CEO to show them, The projects that we set up in the mapping are happening. And now here's the timeline you can expect and depend on. It takes one or two times of doing that for the CEO to realize like, oh, when Amy says I can depend on something, that's going to happen. And that's when the true strategic partnership really gets going because now you've earned the trust of both the team and your client. Yeah. And these visionaries are just
0: longing for someone that they can trust because they have a lot of pride in their ideas. They want to see these come to fruition, but at the same time, you as the director of operations are balancing these crazy fun ideas and also all the things that actually have to happen that I call like run the trains, but they're just the things that just need to get done on a weekly basis, and those can be all over the board. From you know maybe they produce podcasts every week. I mean, there's there's so many things that just have to get done. Payroll has to be run, et cetera. Once you get through or your handle on the project management, at least in my experience, that's where some of the projects and opportunities, we as directors of operations can kind of dig a little bit deeper and we've earned their trust. They are seeing us as a strategic partner but now it's like, ooh, we can go even deeper. And here are the two areas where I see, there's there's several areas, but for me, I may go really deep into the human resource space, looking at the team, looking at building out organizational design, figuring out who needs to come, who needs to go to get us to a more optimal, more efficient space. Sometimes, and I think that this is your gift, is in the kind of the revenue streams, like looking at the products, looking at the growth of the business and the opportunities we have there. And that just goes to show you that the two of us, we're both capable of doing both those two things. But my inclination, because my background, I'm passionate about HR, I would probably go there next. And if I'm willing to bet, you would probably start looking and and diving deep into the product and maybe even into some of the ways that we can deliver
1: better customer journey, that kind of thing. Is that right? A hundred percent. I am that person who like, what is the phrase? Like if you give a dog a bone, if I find any type of, we're looking at what the goals are because so many businesses, right? No matter what your current revenue to profit ratio is right now, when you talk about what you want for the future where are you going to find an alignment at this level of support where someone's like, you know what, I'd be happy like just making like half this next year. Like that's not where people are going, where they're ready to bring on this type of role. So for me, it's being able to really identify like what's either priority or urgent and then what can be an and. And usually that's understanding what they believe to be success right now or lack of success lives within their product suite, the team delivery, the communication. And we can, I've seen so many times where we've gone in and just you're able to unearth like one small tweak and the business is shooting out success that just there wasn't a person to look at that higher level down that has the type of mind that you and I have. I, and I think you are the same too, Nat, I look at one obstacle, problem, issue, suggestion and see it, but it's always almost like a giant like spider web or mind map coming out of it because every single one thing I see or is brought to my attention, there are 15 different alternate endings to it. And all of those spread out 15 more ways and to be able to identify that and then always come back to say like, if this, then that on just about anything that a person has, that has been what I think is probably like my biggest gift coming into somebody's business. That is a complete gift. And I cannot
0: minimize that enough, but this is a gift that a lot of our operators have. It's 100%. Some people will say, oh, well, how do I get more information and understand the digital marketing landscape better? Because a lot of my clients are selling courses or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, do what you do best, which is ask questions, which is understand the root cause, the root problem, the eventual define what success looks like and that removes you from having to be an expert in all of these other areas that really are outside of your scope. If you're looking at the growth of the company, you're typically looking at efficiencies. You're looking at, you know, an easier path forward and you don't need training on those things. You don't need to come from a history or a background or education or experience in that exact same industry because if you stretch and you you use the gifts that you have which are in I I refer to curiosity all the time, asking questions, working with a leader that will allow you, will be patient as you're collecting this information. It just takes us a little bit longer to process that information, to bring it back to the CEO or the leader of the
1: business. 100%. I do think there's something really unique about our community as a whole because we are a community that serves and wants to give back to anyone we're working with in any capacity. And I say that from going through the cohorts, with Natalie, but then also just watching our alumni and day over day, the way that people are constantly in a world of give to be able to provide an exemplary experience for anyone that they work with, but then also to be educated. And so if you're sitting here thinking like, you know what, but I am the person that likes to deep dive and learn all of the things that is a gift and a skill set that you have. And then once we combine those things to talk about, what does it mean for boundaries? Or are you creeping scope? Or is this something you're just like deep diving in because it's a hobby and you feel good about that? That's a shift that happens in how you work with clients and a confidence that you're able to bring. And it's not always natural for a person, but there is that probably that feeling you have in your gut where you're kind of like, I'm doing this. I don't really know why I said I would do this, but here I am doing something. And we really work to be able to explain the difference for someone as you come in at this level and get certified. Yes.
0: Yep. 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 So our relationship as a director of operations starts with strategic mapping. And then you can see through this conversation with Amy, we unravel that. We really unpack that big strategic plan And we start to go through the plan so that we can bring them closer and closer to their vision, achieve the goals and the success that they want. We start at strategic mapping. We go deep into the team so that we can be the most effective with managing the projects and the plan that we have co-designed with the CEO. On top of that, there's a lot of other angles that we can dive into, but you are going to have a wealth of opportunity to serve this client in an ongoing capacity. Now, the way that you do it, again, the business model, et cetera, that's really a a conversation for a different time. But the practice and the science of being a director of operations has been really defined right here. And you can see it's not... It doesn't have to be short-lived. It can be short. It can be long. You can go very, very deep. You can ascend into higher levels of operations. You can start to pull them apart, kind of like what you see in corporate. It doesn't happen a whole lot here, but you've got a lot of flexibility. And the thing that keeps coming to me as Amy is talking, and I keep wanting to interject and, and bite my tongue, is you're never in a place of boredom. And that's important to me because when I was in corporate, corporate operations, I really had a super small scope and that small scope, it does kind of get boring over time. And so I love the small business space because we're dealing with lots and the breadth of issues, the breadth of really just complexity inside of the business keeps it exciting and you always have something to be working on. People like us, we love to be solving. We love to be, we also love to be creating efficiencies. And and I also, and I want to point out that creating efficiencies, like there is a creative part to us. I know that people think, oh, operators are very stiff, very procedural. Yeah, but there is a creative part of you that is unlike the way that we use the word creative, which, you know, when we talk about creative, a creative entrepreneur, someone who has lots and lots of ideas, et cetera, I would define them as a visionary. So great counterpart to that, but you definitely have the creativity inside of you to solve problems. And I think that that's also something that needs to be pulled out.
1: hundred percent. I think that the creative side, and I know that in like mapping out a project, there is so much creativity to go in and explain and identify what needs to happen, where, when, how they all are impacting each other. And then when you're working with a client like this person on their team only works Mondays, you literally are creating like your own small ecosystem every time you do that. And I, it took a while to be able to say like, oh, wow, not everybody thinks this way. And to be able to lay that out and have it personalized to the client that you are working with so that it works for their mind, not just what you want their mind to work, how you want their mind to work. That is creativity times a million, in my opinion. Yes, for sure. can't draw for anything, but that I can do. (laughs)
0: Yes, (laughs) totally. I I joke that I can read a financial statement, but asking me to like add and compute it, probably not going to happen either. So, (laughs) all right, Amy. So I think A million dollar question is, what doesn't a director of operations do?
1: So this is the one that I think most people will be incredibly excited about. We're leaving behind implementation. So for someone to be a director of operations in a business, there has to be someone for you to delegate to because you cannot give your greatest asset, which is truly your brain and your ability to see and forecast and then break things down for both the CEO and the team and then do the work too. You literally scope creep with yourself. So we're letting all of that go and sitting at a higher level on the executive structure of what their business is. The second thing that we're not as certified directors of operations focused on is the actual strategic marketing of what happens. And I think that that's really important because you might have a plan and a project that you're putting in place that involves marketing, i.e. a digital launch, a book coming out. There's so many different things that involve marketing but it's not your strategic objective within the business because that's not where your true passion, that's not where your true strength lies. You can make all of the things happen once people know where they want to go with marketing, with their sales, with their growth, and that's where people see the delivery. And so that's not a focus for us, but we still are a big part of marketing for a business to be able to make things happen. Yeah.
0: Another area from what we don't do. We definitely don't want to work with partners who don't see us as partners. We don't want to work with mm-hmm. other people who aren't ready for someone to come in and be like second in charge or second in command. If they're not looking for that, that's going to be an uphill battle. So there, you know, there are several things that we could talk about here, but you're always going to be looking for that visionary that you can truly complement. I hope that this has given you guys a really good understanding of what a director of ops is, what we do, how we show up in the businesses and Hopefully you've been able to see how you can leverage your skill set to do the exact same thing and build a business at whatever level that you're prepared to do, whether that's becoming a certified director of operations, or maybe that is you're in the state where you're moving from more of an ops assistant or a virtual assistant and moving up into that project manager or operations manager realm. We are all on the trajectory to grow. I never want to stifle us. I also want to make sure that we can support you where you're at, which is one of the amazing benefits of where we are in this day, time, and space is you have access to trainings like this. I mean, we literally show up on this podcast every single week to train operators of every single level on tactical things that they can do, but also how they can evolve inside of their own businesses and in their own careers. Ladies, right now in this world, we have seen the importance of operations. I don't know if this is as glaringly obvious to you as it is for me, who obviously dorks out about this all the time. But in these last two years, I've been in this for... I've been running my own business for the last six years. And the last two years have brought hyper-awareness to how important operations are. The demand continues to blossom and to grow and become obvious for needing operational support. I said earlier in this interview with Amy that, you know, we used to see a lot of need in the front side of business and the marketing side of business. And yes, there's still a need there, but we see these visionaries being able to close the gap and at least lead that part of the business, the front side of business. And it's becoming more obvious to them that they need support on the back side of their business to truly be able to take their business to the next level. As small business, moves more into the digital and online, at least leveraging those technologies to amplify their reach, to get their products delivered in different ways using technology like they've never done before. This requires people to build out. They cannot ignore the fact that you have to have an operational team to be able to do this. So the rise... Through the pandemic, we have seen the need and the, the really the requirement for businesses to leverage that type of technology. Because of that, they're needing us in a whole new way. They're seeing the need. Creating and building the case for us is really gone. And I can say four years ago, I had to work a lot harder to have somebody understand why I was beneficial you know, what kind of role I would play, who I needed to have in the business. And today it's just a lot simpler than it used to be. So full circle here, definitely be ready to be playing at the strategic Second in command level, and know that you don't need decades and a ton of corporate experience or even university degrees to be able to be a certified director of operations. We are moving into the space where we're diving deep into your natural skill set seeing if those align with being an operator and then we leverage your experiences we lever- leverage maybe it is a degree maybe it's you know your work experience from before but the first thing we're looking at is that natural skill set for people in our community project management and people management are those two that rise to the top and sometimes it just takes time and life's experience for us to see that we have value there inside of our director of operations program we have shortcut all of those formalities and created a program that is a six-month-long container where we walk you through getting the educational component as well as the mindset and the business principles for you to be able to up-level yourself. So again, as we wrap up, It's important for me to help you to see where your potential is, how important it is, how we serve as a community of director of operations, and lastly, to invite you to join us in our upcoming round. If that's of interest to you, head on over to theopsauthority.com forward slash apply. We would love to get you in here. And last reminder... We are going to be raising the price here. This is the last round. Our upcoming round of round 12 will be the final time that we offer this at this rate. And then in 2022, you're going to see some changes here. So if you're interested, now's the time. Hop on over. Amy, my friend, thank you so much for showing up today, for sharing what you have and how you you can tell friends as you're listening to her. She passionately shows up for our students, just like our entire team does. And she knows the industry. She knows the space. She's really been able to be a part of this almost as long as I have been here. And we have these skill sets that date us back into our early childhood, really childhood to teens, to high school, to college. We just didn't see these things for ourselves. And we certainly could not have painted the picture that we're experiencing today that allows us to live legacy lives, that allows us to build a business that generates freedom for us, whatever that looks like for you. So, Ms. Amy, thank you again for being here. Any last parting words you have?
1: Thank you so much. I mean, it's always amazing. I would say that if you do feel a pull, that it sounds like you and the type of work that you want to be doing and really kind of how you want to build your legacy, your business and restructure your life, if something's just feeling a little bit off, now's the time to apply. I... Wish there was a way for me to like magically transport from my mind and brain into yours, what the experiences are that previous students have had and are currently having and how life-changing it really is from the curriculum to the coaching, to the community, this certification is unmatched and it just keeps getting better. And being pretty And knowing like even more incredible things are coming, it's, the time to join because we want to support you. If you do feel that pull, it's really important to kind of go in with your eyes open and know that you have the decision each and every time, whether or not you want to make the shift and change in your life. And we would love to support you on that. Yes. Awesome. Thank you,
0: Amy. I appreciate you being here and ladies, I'd love to see those applications come in. We will see you guys next week.